Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Today, I'd love to explore ending the people-pleasing cycle. So I've talked a lot about this on my podcast and my channel and and the different platforms. And I really want to offer some deeper insight and support with finally putting an end to that people pleasing and the overgiving because at the end of the day, this isn't actually getting us what we want anyway. Like we're doing this not necessarily to actually be a good person or to make like it's really it's really coming from more of a deeper wound. And I had a conversation recently and it was talking about how it's, there's a struggle in prioritizing the self because it would be selfish of me to prioritize myself. But then when we delved into that, I was like, well, what is like when we focus on others, when we're helping and giving and supporting others in all these ways, what is that giving you? Why are we actually doing that? And there's many answers depending on on who um, I'm speaking to. But in this particular conversation, it was um, wanting validation and wanting to fit in and belong. So at the end, when we actually delved into it, we realized, well, I'm actually helping others and giving to others as a way of getting something. So when we look at that, can we actually see that there might be some selfishness in that? And when we are prioritizing everyone else over ourselves, it tends to go into, and it did with this particular, um, in this particular case, where it leads to grumpiness, it leads to resentment, it really leads to exhaustion. And from that place, are we really being supportive and helpful of others? Because now we're getting triggered, now we're lashing out, now we're being resentful, now we're like depleted, we don't have as much to give. Then we go into like fear around not having more to give and then going into all these different coping mechanisms to cope with the the new symptoms that are arising. And so it's actually not in service to anyone when we're in this game if we want to call it that. And so really it's shifting that mindset at the core of like starting to realize that by people pleasing or giving everything is not actually getting us what we want and it's not getting the people what they want either. And if anything, it's actually enabling people to keep taking, taking, taking rather than learning how to be self-sustainable, meeting their own needs and rising up. So if anything, we're keeping both parties small. And so even just starting to shift like that awareness of 
one where is this people pleasing coming from what is the core of this like is there a wound is there a belief what are you trying to get from it really getting clear on that because a lot of us were doing it to get something of like i want to feel like i belong i want to be loved i want to be accepted i want to be validated i want to fit in um what is it for you why are you giving so much for me it was like i had this i had this core operating system this belief that i wasn't enough and so i felt like i had to prove myself i had to prove that i was worthy and good enough to receive love acceptance belonging like it really at the end of the day comes down to we want to feel safe we want to feel loved we want to feel accepted and we want to belong and if we don't feel like who we are just as we are is enough then we're going to put on different masks. We're going to act in different ways. We're going to try and manipulate the situation or the person or ourselves to feel like we do belong. So we'll wear a different mask. We'll change different parts of ourselves. We'll suppress different things, suppress emotions, suppress parts of ourselves that we don't think others will love and accept that we don't love and accept because at one point in our life someone mirrored to us that it wasn't acceptable that it was wrong that it was shameful or we were so open we were just authentically ourselves we were just playing and exploring and experimenting and expressing and it got shut down and that wasn't necessarily because it was bad or you're bad potentially it was actually triggering that other person like the original caregiver your your mother or your father or someone else in your life it was triggering them because they don't feel safe to be fully themselves because they were shut down and because you're being fully yourself it was just too much for them that they shut it down because they were told it was wrong and it creates this generational trauma and cycle that we continue to play out and pass down and so when we start to realize like well People pleasing isn't actually getting me what I want because if I want to be loved, if I want to be accepted, if I want to belong, if I want to feel safe, we're not going to get those things because we're not actually fully being ourselves. It's this false version of you, this masked version of you that's getting the love, the acceptance, the belonging. So there's still that empty void of like that true you is not being seen, it's not being loved, it's not being accepted. So that void remains. So you're never going to get the thing that you want unless you actually show up as your full authentic self. But the fear in that is that we don't feel like people will love it, accept it. And then there's that fear of like the people in my life won't stick around. But what if you are preventing the people that are meant to be in your life, the ones that are going to fill you up, that are going to be nourishing, that are actually going to give to you and love on you so much more than the ones that are currently in your life or the ones in your life are actually going to be like, whoa, where have you been all my life? And they're going to be like so amazed and so astounded and be like, I want that. I want that for me. How did you do it? But there's this fear of like, oh, I'm going to be alone. They're going to abandon me. They're going to reject me. They're not going to love me. And it's going to hurt too much. Because the thing is, if someone rejects the masked version of you, the false version of you, you can really like, well, that wasn't really me anyway. And we can brush it off. Doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but it's much easier to deflect and suppress that feeling. It's like, well, that wasn't really me. And we can hide away from that pain. But if we show up as our full, authentic self and then someone doesn't love and accept that, it's like, well, shit. 
what do I do now? And that pain feels unbearable. Like just thinking about having that kind of pain feels unbearable. So we keep wearing the mask, but then we never get the thing that we want. And do you get to the end of your life kind of wishing you wore more masks or do you get to the end of your life wishing like fuck I wish I gave it a go I wish I I wish I put myself out there I wish I tried I wish I just did more of me expressed more fully lived more fully showed up as my authentic self what's what's there for you because at the end of the day we we tend to regret the things we didn't even give a chance, that we didn't even try. It's like that that saying, is it better to have loved and lost or to never have loved at all? And it really relates here of like, is it better to have never have tried, like putting yourself out there and see what happens, see if you can actually connect with the people that are going to love you for you, or is it better to just wear that mask forever, never knowing if it actually, like, what could have happened? And sharing this with you, my intention here is just to shift that perspective and open up your mind to what is truly possible for you. I have seen it countless times now. I have worked with thousands of people over the last few years, which is mind blowing to me. And if I hadn't, taken that risk and put myself out there i've shared many times like i have a video from about like just under maybe about four years ago when i couldn't record a video of myself i wanted to put myself out there i wanted to do what i'm doing today but i was so terrified to put a video out there and be like what are people gonna think i couldn't even look into the camera and i have that video my partner took it of us and if I hadn't taken the steps to put myself out there, I wouldn't be here today. And what a loss that would be, not, not just for myself, but all of those who I've supported now over the last few years. And what is, what is awaiting you on the other side of this? When we finally end the prioritizing everyone else and hiding ourselves away, what is what is available to you on the other side of this when you finally release these people pleasing tendencies and come home prioritize you recently i had this this saying come through me and it was you are the one you are doing life with so why are you prioritizing everyone else over yourself you are the one you are doing life with others may come and go but you are forever you are the one and so we must honor that relationship with ourselves first and foremost. You are the priority. And when you prioritize yourself, you'll actually find that you will still give, you will still support others, but from a place of overflow, of abundance, of I am nourished by giving and I am also able to open up to receive because often when we're in the people pleasing giving 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 we shut ourselves off from receiving because we don't feel worthy of it it feels too vulnerable because we have to be open to receive we have to trust it can open us up to disappointment if we don't receive often we're like I give to you now you give back to me but what if I give to you they give to someone else they give to someone else and someone else gives to you what if it goes around that way what goes around comes around but not always in the way that you expect it 
So when you give to you, when you get that energy flowing and flowing in through you and we pass it, like we share it in through you, we share it in through you, we share it. We create this beautiful flow that will continue to nourish and energize us. But if you don't prioritize you and you just keep giving, giving, giving to everyone else, you get depleted, burnt out, exhausted, resentful, angry, irritated, anxious, stressed. It just doesn't, it's not sustainable. And so I want to invite you to take some moments for this to land for you, to feel into this, if this is making sense. And if it is, make that commitment to yourself now and set the intention. Setting an intention is like putting energy in motion. It's like it's projecting out this vision for yourself and it will guide you on a really, really powerful journey. So I invite you now to set the intention to end this people-pleasing cycle and open up to guidance with this because once you set that intention things will come your way to test you for you to learn for you to grow for you giving you opportunities to actually end this cycle so you might find a situation arises where you have the opportunity to say they know sorry i can't give that to you today sorry i can't um i can't do this thing for you or you know what i don't have the space for that actually practicing our nose and this can be one of the most confronting things something i really recommend is actually practicing your nose in the mirror even practicing your nose to yourself what are the things that we're not even asked to do we actually just expect ourselves to do them and so we're like doing these things and getting angry at someone else for accepting them but they didn't ask us to do the thing they didn't ask us to say cook dinner or do the dishes or go out of our way to get them this thing and we're like oh they didn't even appreciate that thing they didn't even acknowledge me they didn't even they don't even do these things for me it's like well did they ask you to do that thing so maybe it's actually you that you got to set a boundary with and be like you know what i'm no longer gonna do this thing because it leads to me getting resentful or angry or upset or whatever and then the energy that we're giving from is actually not authentic energy of I'm giving from abundance. I'm giving because I care. I'm giving because I love you and I just want to give because it makes me feel good. We're giving with expectation. I give to you. Now you do this thing or you acknowledge me, you appreciate me, you validate me. You give back to me in this particular way. I see it all the time in relationships. I gave him everything. I gave him this. I gave him that. I wanted this. It's like, well, did you ask for that? Were you clear of, I'm going to shop for you in this way? I require you to show up for me in this way. No, often we are expecting them to breed our minds of like, well, I gave him this. He knows that this annoys me, so he should just do that thing. There needs to be a conversation and an agreement because they also have the right to say, you know what? I actually can't meet that need. And if they can't meet that need, can you meet that need some other way? Is there someone else that can support you in your life? We tend to think this particular person has to meet all these needs. And if they can't, they're not the one or they're not a good friend. They're not a good partner. They're not a good mom. They're not a good this. We put so much expectation and obligation on others because we put it on ourselves. And so maybe the boundary starts with you. Where are you going to pull back? Where are you going to say no? Where are you going to be like, you know what? I'm no longer just 
going to do this thing. I'm no longer going to mother and try and meet everyone's needs because often that's coming from a place of I want to feel needed so people don't abandon. So an example of, of this, something that I started to do in my relationship was I was, I was doing a lot of different things and I was like getting really resentful, but I was never actually asked or expected to do any of these things, but I was getting annoyed that I wasn't receiving. And what I tended to do a lot of is I would cook all the time. If I was making myself breakfast, I would ask anyone else around me if they wanted breakfast. Um, I would cook my partner breakfast and then I'd find I was doing it for lunch and I was doing it for dinner and I was, then it was like every day and I was like, oh, it'd be really nice if someone cooked me breakfast or asked if I wanted a coffee and then I was getting really resentful and grumpy about it. So I had to make the decision to actually stop cooking for everyone else just from that place of like, I feel expected to do it. I feel obligated to do it. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, it might be fairly easy for me to just throw a, a couple more eggs on or to make an extra cacao when I'm making one. But if it's going to lead to resentment, it's not worth it. It's not coming from the right place. And so I had to make that decision and set that boundary with myself. The next part of this was um, my partner would like come and eat my food. Like if I hadn't made him food, he was eating mine. And so I had to set that boundary of like, don't eat my food. <laughs> and I'd get this like angry like hangry kind of thing of like don't eat my food <laughs> but it was just so powerful in just even starting with something that felt small and kind of silly at times of like but it was like it was the foundations of implementing boundaries especially in a relationship where there hadn't been any and when there hasn't been any boundaries in your relationships you've been enabling behavior for so long it's a little shocking to people's nervous systems when you start coming in gung-ho, like I've got all these boundaries now. It is a process for people to kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. It's been like this for so long. We do need to give that bit of grace and space for everyone to kind of like get on board rather than like kind of come and gung-ho of like I'm ready to take action and fight if anyone crosses this boundary we're kind of like almost jumping from one end of the spectrum to the other where there's no boundaries people pleasing giving 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 to don't touch this don't do this and trying to control everything so we want to take that smooth process and bring some of that feminine flowing energy and spaciousness of like okay that boundary is being, I've set this new boundary. We've had the conversation. Now it's been crossed. Let me have that conversation again. Like, Hey, I set this boundary. It's not okay. Get crossed again. Hey, we already had this conversation. And then it's like, it's going to get to the point where maybe if they keep getting crossed, it's like, all right, what's the next step to that? And that's a whole nother conversation. You can go look at um, some of my previous conversations on the podcast, on the channel around boundary setting that will really support you with this. But the main thing is really just opening your mind around the people-pleasing tendency. Where is it coming from? What, why are we doing this? What, is, what are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to get out of it? And then really getting clear, it's like, by doing this, am I actually getting what I want? Because I'm doing it to get this. Am I actually getting that? If not, what am I experiencing from these people-pleasing tendencies? Write all the things down. What, how is this impacting my life? And then what is one thing you can do 
moving forth to support you in ending these people-pleasing tendencies. So maybe it's setting that boundary of deciding something small. I'm no longer going to do this particular thing that causes me so much grief and pain and resentment. So what's one thing? Just start one thing at a time. And you may find that beneath all of this, like this is a starting point, but beneath all of this, there may be some stuff much, much deeper, some deep wounds, limiting beliefs, and even past relationships and emotional wounds that aren't resolved, inner children that are like, I have to give, I have to please in order to feel safe. So in my previous episode around integrating and healing the inner child, I talk about how to actually meet your inner child to support them in healing so you can release these um, coping and protective mechanisms. So that could be a really good place um, to go next to support you with that if you haven't listened to that one already. Yeah, start with these few things, take some time to explore this, to let this land, do some journaling. And if you need further support, you know where I am, reach out. You can email me at infoatmoniquecarmela.com and it would be an honor to support you in delving into those deeper layers. We all need that support. Even I have my own support systems and mentors to help with my continuous journey. So reach out if you need. And a little reminder that the Sacred Art of Loving Yourself is open for enrollment currently, but only for a limited time. So that enrollment does end on the 10th of September and it won't be reopening until the new year. I don't have dates at this stage. So if you are wanting to jump in, make sure you get enrolled now. Um, there's some incredible bonuses that you're going to receive when you join us. And I've got a, a flexible payment plan as well for you. So go to the link below um, in the caption below this this episode and you'll find all the details but if you have any trouble finding anything just reach out sending you so much love so much gratitude have a beautiful beautiful day the sacred art of loving yourself is my 12-week signature program it is a journey of self-discovery rebirth and reconnection for the woman who is ready to take control of her life, her relationships and her emotional state so that she can embrace a deeply connected life and build conscious harmonious relationships. Inside you will receive my proven step-by-step -step process for overcoming emotional triggers and creating a harmonious life as well as cultivate unshakable self-love and acceptance reconnecting you to your authentic self and your ability to speak your truth the sacred art of loving yourself will support you in integrating your inner child releasing limiting beliefs and protective mechanisms that are no longer serving you and so much more through this journey you will know your innate worthiness and feel so confident to just be fully yourself express your truth your needs your desires and your personal boundaries and i can't wait to share this journey with you if you would like to learn more go down below this episode and you will see the link to register and reserve your space as well as everything that is involved so go ahead check it out and i look forward to supporting you on this journey home
if you have any questions at all or feel to have a conversation to see if this journey is the right one for you, feel free to reach out at info at Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.